What is up, Arizona? Welcome to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, high school basketball. Here, we talk about everything small ball, and as coaches in the Valley, we understand that these guys don't get enough love or recognition. We talk about scores, coaches, teams, and players all at Arizona Small Ball. It is Wednesday, May the 5th, and today, we got to sit down with the head coach of Pushridge Christian and four of his players to talk about their season and their squad moving forward. Jordan Voorhees, Ryan Robinson, Will Way, and Alex Manning are all players to watch this season, so you don't want to miss out. Reyes is here with me as always, and Reyes, why don't you tell our listeners about some recent commitments from some Arizona small ball players? Yeah, this weekend, this past week, I guess, has been pretty busy, so I'd like to give a quick four shout-outs to four amazing players. First, we have in the girls' side, Holbrook, Standa, Matea, Alberle. She actually signed her letter of intent to go play at Pima Community College, which is great. So, you know, congrats to her. And then get this, Coach. We had three Winslow players. All I saw that, man. That was awesome. Well, all going to the next level, which is amazing. So, first off, uh, we got Defensive Player of the Year in his region, Roy Billups. He's going to go attend Hartnell Junior College in Salinas, California. Congrats to you, Roy Billups. And then we have Tyrell Young and Dustin Richard. Uh, they're both going to go play at ACU, which is Arizona Christian University, together. So I think it's really cool. So shout out to you guys, you know. Way, way to find that next level and hope you guys compete well and hope to follow you on your journey. We always got to highlight kids that make it to the next level, especially them going to there together. That's super cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah so number I, I 40. Number 40 for Winslow was so tough. He was probably one of the hardest working kids that we saw all year. He was so good. Lacked in size, coach, but, man, he played big, and he could finish over anybody. I mean, we saw him against Paige. We saw him against Snowflake. We saw him against everybody, and, gosh, he's just a warrior, absolute warrior. AC got a good one out of them. Great kid. We always got to highlight these kids making it to the next level. We got Coach Eric coming up next, but first, check this out. If anyone has ever told you that a young coach can't be successful, we have somebody here that can break that stereotype with us. Coach Eric McCod out of Push Ridge Christian. And is it McCod? How do you say your last name, Coach? I've been trying to think through that. It's me, but I've heard everything under the sun, so I just kind of roll with whatever I'm called these days. Okay, can I call you Coach Eric? Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine, man, for sure. Okay, all right, sounds good. We got Coach Eric out of Push Ridge Christian with us. He's been the coach over at Push Ridge for about three years. He coached Push Ridge to a runner-up finish in 2019, and his team made the playoffs the following year, but fell to eventual state champion ALA Queen Creek. This past year, they lost to a tough Gilbert Christian squad in overtime in the playoffs. He has an overall record of 54-23, and 23, and we're so excited to have him on the show with us, and not even just him, but... I mean, you guys can't see this, but he's got like four of his kids here right on the on the call with us, which is awesome. Coach, thanks so much for hopping on with us, man. Yeah, I appreciate the invite. And uh, yeah, I got some of these players with me, you know, wouldn't be much without them. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm talking about you being young, but coach, your team is also one of the youngest teams returning to the, the 3A, man. That's got to be exciting for you. Yeah, it really is. This is uh, the first year or with this kind of class that I have, it was the first group that I've been able to kind of coach with them at the varsity level since their freshman, sophomore years. And so we've been able to build a lot of chemistry and they're learning every year. And um, it's, it's exciting to have a lot of these kids coming back, especially for the run we made last year. And 
what we hope to do uh, this coming up year. It's, it's a blessing for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you've done a great job there, man. I think before you started coaching, uh, the season before the record was like 10 and 16, and then it was 14 and 14. That's a really impressive turnaround, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about your playing career and how you got into coaching, man. Yes, I played uh, growing up, and then I played one year college back east uh, for a couple couple reasons. I had to move out here, um, and then I just fell in love with the game. I still loved it, and I knew I wanted to coach. So um, I just honestly, I sent some emails to some random coaches and just said, hey, I'll volunteer. I don't need to be on staff. I just love the game, and um, I love this age group of, of guys. And so um, through mutual connections, I got connected with the AD over here and um, got on staff as an assistant about four years ago, and then the year after, uh, transitioned into the, the head coach. Nice. It's always it's always good when you can start off in a program as an assistant and kind of see what's going on and learn the ropes and then move into that head coaching position. I mean, you've done great with that, man. And I, I'm saying that you're young. I think you're about, what, what are you, like 28? Yeah, 28. 28, man. I don't, that, you're the youngest coach that we've interviewed on here, man. Yeah. I bet you that it's really nice being such a young coach. It probably helps you relate to your kids a little bit more. And, and I mean, I'm sure, I mean, you're the only coach that's had like all these players around you. I'm sure that's part of why you guys have been so successful. Yeah, man, I, I like being kind of closer in age with them. Um, it really does help me relate to them a little bit more. And uh, I know I've been where they're at and more, you know, recently than some other coaches. And um, I just really care about the relationships that I have both on and off the court with these guys um, and the relationships that they have with each other and being able to kind of come into the world at not too distant in age really does help. Yeah, that that is one of the, you know, for us being young coaches, we have definitely seen the benefits of that, being able to relate to the kids a little bit more. What's some advice that you would give to some other young coaches getting started in the coaching game? Uh, yeah, I'd say that uh, relationship with the players is everything. Um, I think that that's key. I mean, you're going to have success and you're going to have failures as a coach, but if you build that relationship and it kind of um, encompasses the why of what you're doing, it's going to be so easy to come on the highs or the lows and be able to just come and compete with them day in and day out. Um, and I think that's huge. And it's, you know, for the love of the game, for the love of the kids. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. Um, and then I'd say, don't be afraid to surround yourself with uh, coaches that might be better that, at you, you know what I mean? And are able to pick up where your weaknesses are. I know that I have a couple of coaches on our staff, Jesse, Josh Simpson, Josh Kolosh, just amazing coaches um, that overall skill wise, I mean, better than me at basketball. Um, but I make sure that I'm just surrounding myself with the best uh, coaches possible to help the kids grow, help our program grow. Um, and I don't feel like I have to be the center of the head of everything. No, I like that a lot, Coach. So following up with that question, and, you know, being a young coach and everything and building those connections with those kids, um, I feel like it could be kind of hard because the connection and the relationship you build with your kids can become more of a friendship. When, and then when you have to be a coach, you know, they kind of lean into look, look at you more as a friend at some time when you have the discipline. So my question is, what, what's your philosophy on holding kids accountable and player discipline? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I trust these, I trust these kids. I trust them as young men um, to make the good decisions that they need to on and off the court. Looking at that friend instead of a coach or leader perspective could be considered a hindrance. Um, I think it just adds to more of the respect that we have mutually for each other. Um, so what I'm asking them to do, I trust they're going to do it. And I also give them availability to be able to disagree with me at times or share their opinion. Um, so, yeah. And I don't know if you guys have anything 
with that about relationship? No, yeah, being close with all of our coaches because all of our coaches are pretty close in age, and it's it's been pretty nice to like be able to relate to them really well, and especially that they're all like former athletes, and it just they can connect really well with us, and it makes it a lot easier on us as a team. What is coach? I'm I'm kind of adding on to this, but what is the worst punishment that you've ever done to one of your players for for discipline? It's kind of perfect that everybody is there right there. What's one? And I can maybe even ask you guys. Let's, I'm sure coach said some freakouts before. They're all spitting out all the ones that they remember doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. We do a, I think one unanimous one that that has taken out a couple players literally, is <laughs> we do a, a knuckle slide um, across the court. <laughs> I think that one is a uh, notorious one that they kind of hate doing that. Um, what did you call it? A, it's like a knuckle slide. So they literally have to get in a defensive position and slide from baseline to baseline pretty much with their knuckles staying on the court. Oh, so, I mean, I've never low. heard of that one, Coach. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Oh, yeah, so that's probably a notorious one that they're not a big fan of. And then I would like to – I mean, we like to run. I, I like to make sure they stay in shape. So before practices, uh, we'll have them run on the track. And for whatever reason, if I'm not feeling good, I'll forget what lap they're on uh, <laughs> and throw a couple more in the in there. And they always end up doing it regardless. So, yeah. <laughs> um, well, moving on from, like, you know, the whole advice, which is really great advice. Um, you guys had some really tough games this season on your schedule. And we were just kind of curious. Um, which team did you feel was the most impressive team that you guys saw and why? I have to say Gilbert, but I also didn't play most of the season because I had a, I broke my ankle right before the uh, season started. So I came back probably midway. And my first game back, we played Sabino. You okay. Know, uh, playing Sabino, that was a pretty good team. And then from then on, cool I thought team. Gilbert was a really good standout team that I played against. Yeah, Gilbert was well-rounded. I, I'd probably say uh, Coolidge. Um, mm. Ooh, that's interesting. Defensively, Coolidge was the best team he faced. Yeah. And Valley's always tough. I mean, Greg does a phenomenal job over at Valley, but I think yeah. overall, Coolidge, we dropped twice of them, twice. didn't we? Yeah, they were just that one team that just they, – they were a problem. They got some great guards over there, man. Really athletic, too. I mean, that, that's a tough team to, to compete against for sure. Yeah, they were long. They were just defensively sound. Um, they were really – they did a phenomenal job of playing team ball. Like, there was really nobody on that team that tried to go out and consistently try to take over. They just played really well as a team. And so, yeah, they, I think overall, for my opinion, we Coolidge. But as they're saying, Gilbert's tough. Valley's always tough. Um, so, yeah, probably, probably those three right there. Yeah, and I think the game that – that I wanted to know about was was your Gilbert Christian game in the playoffs. So so I want you to tell me a little bit more about that. What was your game plan moving into that game? And if you could go back and change something about what you did, what would you change about that game? Because, I mean, what you're saying is true. Gilbert Christian was such a tough matchup, and they were really well-rounded. But I'd love to know more about that game. Have we healed, guys? Can we talk about it? <laughs> I was just about to say, <laughs> can you talk about it now? Yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're good, man. We're good. Um, I mean, our game plan going in uh, was to take away their big Albert. Albert. Let's call him <laughs> Albert. Albert. Albert Wilson, Albert Wilson is tough, man. He's a baller. I mean, he's, he's tough. He's a hooper. Like, that kid can straight up play. And so our whole uh, primary defensive strategy was taking him out of the game. 
Um, so we did a lot of practicing to do that, doubles, talking, uh, end zone, end man. Um, and I think we did that extremely well. I think he only ended with like eight. 12 total. Okay. So eight to 12, something like that. So we did a phenomenal job of doing that. I think for me personally, what I probably could have done better uh, adjusting going to that second half was staying spaced out offensively. Mm. Um, we did a really good job in the first half of keeping space. I mean, our guards can move and they can play and they can take anybody off the dribble. And that's really what kind of creates us into dishing to Will, Alex, uh, hitting our shots in the corners. Um, and we did that very, very well in the first half. Uh, but I think in the second half, we started to get a little bit too tight and compact, and it really took away our success that we had. Yeah, and I mean, you know, your your guards, and I mean, you guys, I mean, Jordan and Ryan, you guys are so good at dribble drive, getting into the lane. You know, I mean, I mean, Ryan, I'll talk to you here in a second. But I mean, yeah, I think what you said is so true, Coach, that when that floor is spaced, when you guys run your high ball screen, I mean, it's hard to stay in front, you know? I mean, driving to the left, you either got a wide open lane to the rim or you kick out for shooters and you guys were executing so well. And yeah, getting packed in, I mean, as the game goes on, it's just, it's tough. And watching you guys play against Gilbert was so fun because you guys kind of play very similar to how we played this season. A lot of pressure in the full court. I mean, you guys were all over the place, man. I loved it. And I think you guys were running like it was a one-two-two or a one-two-one-one full court pressure, and, and it was really effective. You guys got some really great stuff out of it. What are some drills that you guys did to work on that leading up to that game? Because it was really effective. It gave them fits, man. Yeah, I mean that's where we want to create all of our flow and our game plan is out of defense. Um, so that high tempo trapping turnovers, like that's when we're at our best. Because as you're saying, like our guards can move and they can play, and um, I mean we have some. We have some knockdown shooters and Ryan Tertel is coming back who we're super excited about next year. And uh, we know especially um, that, you know, going into next year, we're so excited for Will and Alex to develop more and just being able to feel low. And so not only to have to rely on those guards and them crashing. And we all try to do that from defense. And uh, what we try to do, I really try to do at the beginning of every practice, that's what we do. We'll, we'll stretch, we'll get a little bit of shots up, but then we're right into full court. Um, we try to mix up a couple different zones. Um, so when they're in practice and they can battle with each other in that full court, I mean, it's, it's real game, like uh, situational basketball. So uh, yeah, we, we try to make that the focus in some aspect or another about all of our practices is that, that full court pressure. Yeah. And something that I noticed when watching you guys play is I felt like for the whole game, your kids were, I mean, all of you guys were super motivated. You were in it. You know, I mean, Ryan, you've got great energy there on the court, man. I mean, always clapping. You're always into it. I mean, coach, how do you how do you help to keep your kids motivated and to play at that high of a level? Uh, yeah, I think honestly, I, I'm really blessed with the group of these these young men. Um, there's really there's not a lot that I need to do to still that intensity and that aggression. Like they're just about it. They they want to get a bucket and then turn right around and clamp you up. And you know that that can be something that can be very hard. Uh, to teach and to instill uh, into a player, all I need to do is feed it. And all I need to do is kind of control it and, and structure it and then let them run. Um, they do a great job of playing with each other, which I think is huge. Like they are not only have the great relationships and boys on the court, but off the court, they're always with each other too. So you almost have that kind of like secondhand chemistry where they just know where kids are going to be in the trapping situations and intensity. And they just, they feed off each other, which is amazing. Following up with that cohesive group that you guys have, it seems like you have the chemistry there. So my question for you is, what players do you see emerging as your leaders for next season? 
Um, I mean, obviously, we got everybody up in this room right now, I think, could, could lead. Uh, the, the beautiful thing about this team is I, can, I know at every given point I'll have three out of my five kids on the floor that can go get me 20. Um, and so, I mean, we got these guys in here right now. I'm really going to rely on and trust with Ryan, Alex, Jordan, and Will. Um, and we're going to really look on our seniors next year. Um, I, I really – I'm a big proprietor and a big fan of senior leadership. Um, and so we got Ryan Tertel coming back, um, Alex Mann. Sure. Uh, Jack Franco and, and, and Hayden Hallett, who's just a go-get-it athlete. Um, I'm really hoping that, that in any given situation that they're going to be able to uh, be people that we'll be able to lean on. Definitely, Coach, definitely. And hey, can I, I ask you guys all a question real fast? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Who's the best player in the room? <laughs> Coach, eh? I mean. <laughs> Did you hear that? Eric, Eric on scout team is, is, is impossible. Eric on scout team is impossible. That is awesome. These are these that are the awesome. first collectors that, that I just uh sorry that, that they just they give us issues when we play them. I mean they're, they're good. They're really good. All of them. It's ridiculous. Good. I, I hate. I'm a guard, so as much as we have these good guards, like I had to go against Ryan Jordan and you know Franco and Chattel, and these, these guys just they're starting to make me look bad. <laughs> you know it was funny earlier in the season. Because we press and we do all the full court stuff as well. You know, we're, we're getting them, we're training them for so long. And because of COVID, you know, we were doing so much breakdown practice stuff and, and it was intense. And then finally we did a scrimmage and I remember getting the ball to dribble the ball at the court and they were picking me up full court and I got the ball stolen from me like two times in a row. And I'm just like, man, these guys have gotten way too good. What have we done, and man? I want them to go full court and I want them to have that intensity, but I also don't want to say it because I don't want it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. If I'm dribbling it up, I don't want any of these kids picking me up. None of them, man. Definitely. It, it, ta it takes one wrong thing. It takes one thing to say to them to just have their mentality completely shift and, and make me look bad. That's awesome. With that, I mean, like you said, like, you do have some really talented kids, Coach. Like, you do. But a lot of them seem very similar from the guard standpoint, which creates competition. And me, personally, I love that. I think it's a real positive thing. But what do you do when you have players on your team that are not getting along well with, together? Yeah, I think that's the one thing, as I was kind of alluding to earlier, that, I'm, that we're really blessed with. I mean, they are kids that can get in each other's face and really, like, get into it with each other and just know that they're to make each other better. Um, and they also know it's, it's like a, it's something I don't really need to tell them a lot, especially with that guards, is they know that they have, they have a next man up mentality. And there's somebody, if they're on the court, I, I have somebody at any given moment on the bench that's just itching to get in the game and to play both ends. Um, so they do a great job of holding each other accountable, but also knowing that they, they can't drop one possession um, yeah. or they're just going to have the next man up. And I think that it's honestly, it, it, it can be a source of tension, but in the long run, all it's going to do is make them better basketball players. And it's going to build their relationship even more on and off the court because they're going to be able to battle with each other, get into it, not agree. But at the end of the day, no matter when we're leaving practice, everyone's dapping each other up, and there's a there's a mutual respect there. Yeah, I agree with that totally, Coach. I love that because, like me and Coach were saying earlier, like our practices can get kinking. They can get pretty competitive. And, you know, we've had some kids, you know, get a little riled up. But at the end of the day, at the end of practice, you know, they're dapping each other up. They're laughing. They're going to go hang out right after practice. Like, it's great. It's just they're also – they're all winners, you know, so they want – you know, they want to be that top dog, but obviously, you know, we have so many killers just like you guys. So, I mean, I love that response. That was really great. Yeah. 
But with that, though, like, how do you plan to get your younger kids ready for next season? I mean, bigger expectations coming up for this next basketball season. Yeah, I mean, our expectations is we we know where we could potentially be at the end of the year, but we just want to get better each week. We want to build off the highs and also correct and fill in the lows that we had. Yeah. Um, and I think each one of them, especially, you know, players in this room, they're, you know, getting into that, you know, junior, senior level where now they're, you know, official leaders and upperclassmen. Um, and they're doing a great job at, at putting the work in now. I mean, they're all playing AZ select ball. They're making sure that they're getting the time in the season, getting good competition, staying in shape, um, and making sure they're getting their workouts. There's a lot of a lot of personal responsibility that they take on. Yeah, and one of the biggest things is playing in the summer. You know, I mean, when you can get that and you're playing year-round, I mean, that helps so much. Are, are any of you guys multi-sport athletes? I play football and basketball. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And I mean, that helps too. But, but when you're not playing, uh, you guys are laughing. I, I feel like, do, do you foul a lot in practice? Get out of here. He's a football player. He's a football player. <laughs> he's, a, he's a true, true. Yeah. A lot of people see shoulder you play basketball and they're like, you play football too. <laughs> yeah. You can just tell how somebody plays defense if they play football or just basketball. That, that, and I mean, I think playing multiple sports, uh, that, that's awesome. And I think also just playing, all year round is great. I mean, we just got done running a tournament. Reyes just did like the crazy, had like 43 teams coming over to play for us, which was wild. I know he's still recovering from that a little bit. That's why his hair, his haircut looks so bad. I haven't got a haircut, but I'm getting one today. So <laughs> the jokes can stop now. Yeah. I'm tired of them. That's all right. You don't, you guys don't do video, right? It's all uh, just audio. Oh, it's all audio. audio. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah we would not do that. We can't do that with his hair looking like that. Bro. Yeah, we can't do it. Yeah, we're, we're uh, big on multiple sports. I mean, because we, especially with a small school, we try to have them go out and play as much as possible, and it does keep them in shape. And Definitely. Ryan, you play golf, right? How's that getting you yeah. in shape for basketball? That's barely another sport, oh, but you man. can't really count that. <laughs> so, so, Coach, moving forward, what is the biggest area that you would like to see your team improve on the next season? Man-to-man -man defense. Um, I think that we're phenomenal when we press. Uh, we relied on – different schemes and, and zones this year for a lot of teams because um, they're just they're naturally have a lot of basketball IQ so they know how to work off each other they know where the gaps in the defense are and where they need to rotate and swing um, I noticed that against Gilbert that you guys played I think it was a two three for some some bigger stretches yeah we we switched a lot between the two three uh, we had a three two um, and our full court was that one two two that we kind of messed around with all year um, but yeah next year I just I want to be able to just lock up a team um, from one, one baseline to the other, uh, man to man. It's like, if you can't lock up on both ends and guard the guy in front of you, then like I, I've said, there's somebody right behind you ready to do so. Um, and like I said, it's good that they relish it. They love it. They love playing D and they love locking up. So, um, I know they'll be, they'll be ready for it and they'll be about it, but that's probably the one main area that I'd like to put focus on going into this next year. Who would you say is your go-to defender? Franco. Franco. Yeah. Jack Franco. Um, for sure. I mean, he, he, he could guard one through five if you ask him to. He, he was the one that uh, kind of sat on top of that one, two, two, that full okay. point. Yeah, gotcha. with his hands, he's smart. Um, yeah, he's – I wouldn't have any issue asking him to, to guard a point guard or even a center because he's the strong 30-pound kid you'll ever see. Um, but we love Jack, and we, and we trust him 100% to, to lead our defense. That's awesome when you have a kid like that. We had a kid that was similar to that as well. And, you know – 
you know, hearing what you want your team to improve on, since you have so many of your squad in there with you, man, I, I want to hear from you guys. You know, we can kind of make it around through there. But, man, what's a part of your game that you guys would like to improve moving forward into next season? Jordan, we can start with you since you're right there. Hey, and listen, I want you to know, Jordan, I've been giving you a lot of love on this show. I've talked about you like two or three times about how yes. you're a really good up and coming point guard, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, Jordan's our extrovert, if you couldn't tell. So, I could tell. Yeah. For my game, kind of like that. I would like to be more vocal, probably, because mm -hmm. if I'm going to be running point guard, trying to create most of the plays, like, I got to be a little louder and talk a little more to get people involved, to get people, and like defensively talking more even to keep people yeah. like the energy up. So I'll say vocally and just consistency. Those are great goals, man. Like We're that. really excited to see what you do coming up, man, for real. Thank you. Yeah, um, for me, it's similar to that. I mean, consistency and being more vocal are definitely two things I need to work on. And uh, I guess just, I mean, keep improving on overall skill. But mainly consistency is definitely one thing I have yeah. yeah, that's great, man. That's great. Uh, what I'd have to say is mainly just ball handling and finishing around the basket more. For free throws for sure. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> pretty nice this year. <laughs> I won't be completely honest. Free throws should always be better. Um, and then really just What's overall. What's your percentage on free throws? I'm sure you know it. That was bad. I don't know. It was, it was under 50. I can tell you. I can, <laughs> I I can tell you, though, if, if I hit my free throws in Gilbert, we, uh, it wouldn't have been a first-round loss. But, oh, man. But lose the book on that. And then, you know, it happens. But I just – I that, didn't even think about that when I asked you guys about Gilbert Christian when Coach Eric looked back at you guys and said, are we good to talk about that yet? Because, man, I know how that is. Yeah, that was rough. It, it was tough. Um but, yeah, just adding more moves to my badge as a post defender and really just um, being a stronger power forward, I'd say, too. That's great, man. And, and we'd really we'd really like it if Will doesn't get hurt this year. Oh, yeah. That, that'd be nice, too. If you could stay healthy, huh? How did you end up breaking your ankle? Uh, it was in, Well, I first injured it during the football season. There was, like, a speculation that I may have come back too soon because it was the first round of the playoffs and I, you know, really needed to play. I had a very big role on the team. And I came back early for bas uh, for football, and then once basketball started, I uh, didn't have the brace on one day, went up, came down wrong, and it just, it broke. And uh, I was out for a couple months. Ooh, that's, yeah, that, that's pretty rough, man. Like, we had a player just recently, he graduated uh, two years ago, or last year, actually, just found out uh, one of his uh, college physicians took a look at his wrist. His wrist has been broken for the past two years, so... He has to sit out another year for college. So, man, injuries just sucks, man. So just make sure you take care of that, man. Jeez, we'd love to see you this season. For sure, for sure. I need to grow on, on like, my leadership role because yeah. uh, I feel like as a point guard, I got to be more vocal and hold people accountable as mm -hmm. a point guard role should do. And then I need to advance my ball handling skills a lot and – I need to bring up the intensity on defense because last year I kind of took more of the role of offensive and uh, I know I can be a lot better on defense. And so, yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely. Man, I got to tell you, you attack really good off of that high pick and roll. Do you feel pretty comfortable doing that? It was nice just coming off those picks, coming off fast. And they got to, they figured out kind of towards the end, but 
yeah, it's, it's super nice coming off those pick and rolls and having big boys roll off easy dumps. Yeah. Who's your favorite lefty player, man? Uh, I would have to say Harden. I've always Harden. loved Harden. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so good to hear from you guys. And seriously, uh, I don't know if you listened to our, our latest or our last episode, but we picked you guys to be really, really high in the way too early preseason top 10. We are definitely not somebody who is sleeping on you guys. Uh, we see you guys doing some really cool things. So, man, keep working out in the summer and doing everything you can to be ready. And we'll be really, really excited to see how you do, man. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate you uh, giving us the time. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. If you want to be a part of the action, you can find us on Facebook. For players, check us out on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at SmallBallPodAZ. Hop on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We appreciate all of you guys tuning in and supporting Arizona Small Ball. Catch you next week.